0: You're listening to the Leading Healthy Creative Teams podcast with Matt Curtis. This is the podcast that helps you take your creative team from wherever you are today to healthy and effective. Hey friends, thank you so much for joining me this week. We are transitioning out of this foundational understanding of what is a healthy team. That's really what we've been talking about for the entirety so far of the podcast. We're going to be transitioning out of that kind of understanding, because I feel like we have a pretty good grasp of it now. And now we're going to look at what do you do if you have an unhealthy team? What do you do if your creative team, whatever that looks like for your organization, isn't operating in the way that it needs to? There are a couple of fundamental systems that that I think are going to be the best place for you to start. So your your team's overwhelmed. There's there's too much on their plate. Uh, You don't have clear vision in terms of where you're supposed to go. You don't really know how to get there from where you are today. These tools in this little series is going to be helpful. You're going to be able to find all of them, even if you're listening before the release of the podcasts. I'm bundling them all together, and I'm going to be putting them at learn.lunchtimeheroes.co. And it's going to be free, but I'm going to put it together as a bundle so that you have access to all of it. And then I'm also going to put some content on there that helps kind of walk through, you know, what we're talking about. So I may actually even release the podcast episodes prior to their release on the podcast. You know, we'll see. But regardless, learn.lunchtimeheroes.co and then scroll down to the systems area, and you're going to find this sort of bucket of of PDFs for you to print off and use, and then also to have as an example. So in fact, if you want to do it now. Uh, you'll be able to reference what I'm talking about with this first tool. So the the first scenario that I really think you have to address, if your team isn't operating uh, in in a healthy way, culturally, uh, you know, a lot of this is, is nuanced because the unhealth, you know, my contention still, is the unhealth doesn't live uh, solely with the individuals on your team. Now your team may have unhealthy tendencies you may have uh, people on your team that are unhealthy themselves in the way that they practice their trade. But, but most of the time, the unhealth comes from a, a defun- dysfunction of systems, a broken system, uh, a not adhered to system. So these tools really are meant to help course correct some of those things. So we're going to start with this scenario. The creative comes to you <laughs> and basically says, look, I have too much to do. There's no way I'm going to be able to get done what I need to get done based on what's, you know, on my list. So help. And so as as the leader of the creative team, you're really faced with a couple options. If you come from a creative lineage, so for me, for example, when I served over the creative team, I had come from the graphic design kind of trade so i could jump in that's that's a tendency that a lot of uh, creative leaders take oh well i will jump in and i will take on the workload that is above what you're able to handle so that's an option uh, another option and is becoming a lot more common uh, today and and i actually really like it as a solution but i think you need to not use it as an emergency you need to use it as a proactive sort of position but that's leveraging outside sources of of help and so you could call them freelancers. You could call them contract workers. You can call them, you know, studios or companies. Whatever it is that you want to leverage, uh, there are a lot of them out there that will do. I mean, there are some that will do, you know, unlimited design for a certain amount of money. Uh, I feel like those those typically don't yield the results that that I have wanted in the times that I've used them. But that's my own kind of personal experience with those or you partner with individuals that are really skilled. I know a handful of individual designers that are exceptional at their trade. And so great, outsource projects to them, whatever that looks like. The the real solution here though, is you need to help your team understand the reality of their situation. And so while you have these release valves, which are very important as, as one leading the creative team, you really need to help calibrate their perspective, the people on your team, or else you will habitually be outsourcing and your outsourcing will not actually yield the relief that your team needs. So the the problem really is that your team feels overwhelmed by the workload that they have in front of them. So if you're gonna outsource, they're not gonna see the reduction necessarily because they still have things on their plate. So the the real core problem here is that the creative can't really see the the scope of their workload. And so this tool, it's called the Eisenhower box, that is what this tool solves. So when you look at it, you know again go to learn.lunchtimeheroes.co, scroll down to the systems section where you're focusing on improving your systems, you're going to see <laughs> you're going to see a grid. It's just four boxes how can this possibly be helpful? Well, I'm going to walk you through a scenario uh that really kind of unpacks the value of this of this tool. I, I've used this for context. I've used this before, and I'm telling you, is a game changer. I've used it personally. I've used it when I have felt overwhelmed. That's kind of the ideal state when you're when your creative team staff or you know volunteers or whoever it is that's participating, when the individual can run themselves through this man, you're in a great spot. And so that's really where we wanna get. We wanna to get to equipping them with the tools to be able to self-manage in this area. Uh, but I've also used it with staff members that have, have not had that ability. It, not, not that they weren't capable ever, but they weren't capable in that moment because they were so overwhelmed by the volume of work that they had on their, on their plate. And so what it does is it forces you to put your projects into categories. So the first category, you'll see up top, urgent and not urgent. Those are the two sort of timeline breakdowns. Is this an immediate need or is this not an immediate need? Those are your only options. There's not a, oh, it's due in one week, two weeks, three weeks, four weeks. It's not that complicated. Is this urgent or is this not urgent? And then the other breakdown is a values breakdown. Is this important or is this not important? And I mean, I would recommend... Really filtering this through the way that you filter your projects. I would, I would charge any creative team to change important, not important, to moves mission forward, <laughs> doesn't move mission forward. Or in some cases, there are, um, there are teams that I've had conversations with where they want to be externally focused as a calm team or as a creative team. And they want to be not internally focused. So then great, that's your that's your filter. Is this an externally oriented solution or you know project, or is this an internally oriented one? So the important, not important, is really just a, a general term that can be made more specific based on your context. Uh, and then you basically list the projects that are on your to-do chart, you know, your to-do list in your project management software, if you're using one. Um, if, you're, if you're not using one, then, you know, we'll, ha- we'll have an episode on that and that's going to be helpful. But this, this will help you understand the urgency of a lot of these different tools. And so the first category here, urgent and important. I call these fighting fires. So these are very important projects, but, but they tend to be high pressure because of the fast turnaround time. So if you're looking at the PDF, this is the second page. I've actually filled it out with information so that we can hopefully kind of give you a degree of, of of visuals on this so you can actually take it and apply it today if you needed to. So important work, but high pressure work. And so living in this box in the urgent and important box, you, it's you, there're going to be negative consequences if you if you're here for too long. there's just there's just no way to sustain this for an extended period of time and remain healthy. It's just not possible. So I tended to have a pretty high motor when it came to these fast paced fire drill projects. Part of that is because that was the system that I kind of grew up in when it comes to designing for the church. And so my first role, man, I was getting very little notice on projects, had a lot of very little notice on on a lot of projects. And so in order for me to survive as as, as an employee, I had to be able to design quickly and to fight fires effectively. But what it did over time is it led to a near burnout experience and then ultimately a second near burnout experience because I was constantly living in this environment. And so the types of things that would go in this category appropriately, weekend notes. I mean, the weekend's coming, right? That's the phrase that so many creative teams use in the church, because the weekend is coming. You're going to have to support the weekend. And so maybe that means, you know, building the worship set for your worship guys. Maybe that means programming lights for your productions team or, you know, developing how you're going to handle the, the presentation of the weekend. There are a lot of elements that go into a weekend for a lot of different churches, and so if you're if you're in that category, you're going you're going to have a list I guess is what I'm saying. <laughs> you're going to have an urgent and important list every week, even if it's just that weekend support. The other thing that I put in here is major event promotional pieces. When you have a major event, you're going to have a variety of ways to promote it, campaigns, you know, whatever you want to call it. Those types of things tend to fall in this category. Now, you'll list those things but but there's going to be other stuff on your on your to-do list and some of those may be not urgent but also important. This to me, <laughs> I call this the sweet spot. This is where you want to live. This means that you have clarity on what's coming and that those things are important. So important work with the time to get it done well. This is where you want to invest the most energy. This is where you want to invest really your best work, if you can, it's into these projects. These are, you know, a major study book to partner with your small group series. Uh, Maybe this is an organizational rebrand. Maybe it's ideas for next year's series plans. And so these are the, these are the projects that really have high impact. They're important, but the fact that they're not urgent gives you the space to be able to create excellent work just for these, these types of projects. And so this this is the sweet spot. And so as a leader of a team, if you want to lead a healthy creative team, you're going your goal really is to get the vast majority of projects that your team touches into this category. So that's proactivity with ministry leaders. Hey, tell me what's coming next year. <laughs> tell me what's coming in 6 months. This is where your projects should be living to achieve, you know, health for your for your team. The next area This is gonna be the bottom left quadrant. These are projects that are urgent and also not important. These are brutal. These are the ones, this is the fastest way to demoralize your team. So I call these false importance. Often they seem to be the most important, but they're distractions from the mission. And so what's happening here is these are projects that are given urgency by the people who are in charge of them. So. (laughs) <laughs> you keep getting somebody walking in your office. Hey, so where are you at on that project? Hey, is it done yet? Oh, hey, the deadline's changed. I actually need it sooner. Those types of things. What's happening is these projects are, I mean, ultimately they're in the wrong place. They should live with somebody else. And so I typically look at this as, uh, th- this is not something that a specialist needs to take care of. So do you really need like the web designer to take care of this? It's just a change on the website. That, I mean, technically, in terms of technical proficiency, maybe nobody else can handle it. But it's just not the most important thing. These are, you know, kind of a silly example. Restock spoons in the office. (laughs) Those are things that, you know, I've been asked to do things like that. Can you reload the printer? Can you you know, whatever, order more printer ink, those types of, this is a computer, you know, computers, can you do this? You know, pet projects. Oh man, pet projects. I've been approached many times, often under, uh, you know, under this, under the the veil of secrecy. Hey, we didn't get this project approved from somebody else, but we still want to do it anyway. (laughs) Can you get it done for us? So I put these as pet projects and niceties for coworkers. Oh, my, my cousin's having a baby shower Can you design an invitation? It should be real quick I mean, that's great that it should be real quick But I'm not paid to do that I'm being paid by the tithes and offerings of the church The congregation is giving to the church To move forward the ministry of the church Your, ba- your cousin's baby shower is not part of that No offense to your cousin's baby Or the baby shower But like, it's, it's false importance it's not important. It's it's on the wrong person's plate. And then the last category here, bottom right, this is not urgent projects that are also not important. These are just time wasters, plain and simple. They're never important, but they're tempting. And a part of that is because when a creative has a to-do list, we want to get it done. That and That's just the nature of, uh, of a high volume of work that needs to get accomplished, you you get into this groove as a creative, where you're executing at such a high level, you don't be, you you kind of stop evaluating. So this is why this is why creatives often, though they are really good at paying attention to details, will often create work that has typos in it, because the type becomes an object; it's no longer like written word as we're evaluating how to position it on a page. And so we go past the the legibility. I mean, we, we say, can you read it as an object? Is it visible? But we don't say, is it spelled right? <laughs> and that's because we're focused on high capacity execution to get the list done. And so the problem is that, and this is where the leadership component comes in and is so important for a creative team not urgent not important is not a decision that most creative executors make that's a decision that's made above them and so when a creative is given a project the fastest way to get it done is to reduce friction get it onto the to-do list and begin executing and so that evaluation really stalls out the creative process so your creative executors are going to struggle if they're being asked to also evaluate but your organization will be full of time wasters if no one is evaluating. And so I've been in ecosystems where the contention was the ministry staff will be the ones evaluating. And I knew that it wouldn't work, but I I didn't have a say in the conversation. And so what ended up happening is a lot of time wasters came through. Even, Even a lot of pet projects came through. But a lot of time wasters came through. And so that's that's the kind of stuff that really uh that really disrupts your ability as a creative team to produce high volume. And so these are these are they're problematic projects. Okay. Now the other the other side of this, you'll notice if you're looking at the PDF, th- these things aren't all just projects either. And so th- these are things like catching up with coworkers. Maybe you have a very chatty team member or whole team, I don't know. Long coffee breaks, uh browsing social media or the web in general, watching videos. I'm trying to learn my skills, you know, trying to get better. So these are things that are time wasters as well. And so you will have projects that are just not a good fit. They just they don't belong in the organization. But you'll also have behaviors that are going to distract and pull you away from getting done the things that need to get done. And so what happens here is you hand this empty grid to your your staff member, to your creative, or I actually prefer the first couple times going through it with them. Okay, pull up your to-do list, bring your pad of paper with your notes, whatever. Tell me all of the projects that are on your list right now. All right, we got this for the weekend. Perfect, that's urgent and important. I got this project, it's not really like a formal project. Okay, I probably already know that it goes to not important, but talk to me about it. Yeah, it's for a baby show. Yeah, not important, not urgent. That actually fits as a, that's a time waster right there. So get that out of, I will tell them no for you, you know, or respond to them, tell them that's not something you're going to be able to take care of. Great. And so you just go down the list and then you place these things in the different categories. And what this does is this takes, so the whole list feels urgent, when you, have, when you have urgency, everything's urgent. It, you, you can't shift on and off when you're at a place where you're, where you're you know, struggling. In some cases, you know, I found that this typically is, is where um, a creative is approaching burnout. That's when this tool tends to get brought out. I actually think it should be brought out before that, uh, but oftentimes we don't have, you know we tend to be reactive in our tools. I'll put it that way. And so when there's a problem, that's when we bring it out um what i found was when i brought it out the what one of the one of the kind of situations that was really profound to me about the power of this tool the designer actually printed a stack of them and they had them at their desk and every monday they looked at their to-do list and they filled it out and so what was happening was this ongoing reminder that everything's not urgent and important and that's critical because it helps then uh, decompress a little bit and say, Oh man, okay, it's Monday. I have the whole week ahead of me. I have three projects that are urgent and important. Oh, that's super doable. I thought I had fifteen projects that all needed to get done. Nope, you just have a couple. The rest you have a lot more time, and so at that point it became, oh man this is this is much more doable than I thought it was. I can manage this so that's the state that that this takes people to when it's used regularly which is a really really helpful place for them to be both for the short term but also for the long term and then just quickly one little indicator as to when you should be bringing this tool out when a designer comes to you and says or any, you know any creative the the context i applied this in was graphic design but Uh, When someone comes to you and says, hey, I finished this project that wasn't due for two months. Okay, that's when I begin asking questions to say, okay, well, why? (laughs) Why did you get it done so early? And often it becomes, why just, I want to get everything off my list. I had a conversation with a boss and he told me directly, he said, you're taking too little time. (laughs) You're moving too quickly. You're just getting stuff done, but I need you to spend more time on the projects that you're working on. Well, I was living in urgent, important for everything. And I wasn't able to discern that that wasn't the case. So when your team starts turning things in way early, way, way early, and just plowing through the whole list to get to the point where they have nothing, it's, it's time. Bring out the box. Um, and in an ideal state, I would say, bring it out anytime you have a designer, you know, or a new person joining your team. Walk them through it and have this be a regiment that they get into so that it protects them from getting to an unhealthy place and helps guard them against burnout over the long haul. Thanks for listening to this episode of Leading Healthy Creative Teams. This podcast is just one of the ways Lunchtime Heroes helps build healthy creative teams in the church. Stay up to date on the latest by signing up for the Creative Bites email at lunchtimeheroes.co.